Welcome to the Sacred Fame Podcast. My name is Kasha Rashfall. I'm so excited that you're here. I work as a healer and an energy magician and an Akashic Records teacher with those men and women who are spiritually focused entrepreneurs who are ready to uh, claim their power, really make confident choices, decisions, and feel and embody their wholeness, their worthiness, their enoughness, and their divine self. That's exactly what the Akashic Records allow us to do when we commit to working with them when we commit to uh, engaging and connecting with that beautiful, unconditionally loving energy of our soul. So in today's episode, I'm going to continue the series of uh, episodes about the Akashic Records in conjunction with the tool of numerology. And um, if I get a little feisty, well, you know that that happens. For those of you who have been with me for a while, I can get really, really passionate. And what I want to talk about today is not just necessarily the mechanics of the Akashic Records, but um, how they have taught me to stop putting spirit on a pedestal, okay? it's um, It's been an evolution of mine working with the records. And when I first began, I studied with a teacher and the way that I was taught to enter the Akashic Records was through the pathway prayer. It's a set of sentences that when you align your energy and you speak these words with intention, either silently or out loud, you attune your energy to the Akashic Records frequency, and then you can get in and start asking questions, start gathering information. When I learned the key, uh, it, it named the Akashic Records beings that are in the records, holding the integrity of the records, holding the permission system in integrity, uh, basically holding the safety of that information. Um, they were called masters, teachers, loved ones, and lords of the Akashic Records. And so that's what I used, right? That's what I used to get in until many years later, I received my own key. But it started with this, uh, you know, I was sitting in the energy of the records and I was, I can't remember if I was asking about something or if I was just in there sitting, receiving the love. And this force came through, this um, feisty energy, which is so funny because, you know, I don't necessarily think spirit is feisty, but it was such a, such conviction with love, of course. But um, as soon as I, I use those words to open the records, I'm sitting there, I hear this and I felt it. Do not call us lords. Do not call us lords. And the, the record keepers went on to explain that um, the time has come for humanity to stop putting spirit on a, on a pedestal and start to see um, ourselves as on par with spirit. Now, trust me, this, this may be controversial and this may be polarizing because of the stronghold that religion has in our human psyche. You know, I myself was raised Roman Catholic, and so there's a certain level of dogma that exists to this day in my being that I am unraveling and undoing and clearing out, right, reprogramming. And so when I heard this and I felt the conviction of it, um, I was like, okay, I better pay attention. Tell me more. What does this mean? And so the code that then I was given, the key that I was given to uh, get into the records um, was different than the one I had learned with my teacher. And I knew that this was my own. And the record keepers went on to say that, you know, you used to be an Akashic Records reader back in, I can't remember what century they said, but I was a, a man in Northern Vietnam 
and I, this is what I did. And, and so the key that they gave me when I was ready was the key that I had used in a past life, which I mean, how cool is that, first of all? And I knew that the time had come for me to start teaching others how to read their own records. Um, but the the key that I want to, or the, the point that I want to talk about more in this episode is that idea of do not call us lords. So instead of calling them lords of the Akashic Records, they asked me to call them Akashic Records keepers, right? Scratch the whole masters, teachers, blah, 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 Akashic Record keepers, because the intention and the purpose of the Akashic Records, as it has been taught to me, is to connect humanity and remind humanity to embody their own wholeness, worthiness, enoughness, and divine self. Not some, that Those aren't ideas of, of something to aspire to. Those are facts that just because you exist, you are already whole, worthy, enough, and divine. You've simply forgotten it because of life, because of circumstances, because of you know belief systems, dogmas, all of that stuff. Many of us forgot that we already are divine, whole, enough, right? We've forgotten. And so the purpose of the Akashic Records, and this is why after millennia of being hidden, they are popping up everywhere and, and connecting with more people, um, you know, empowering people to access the potential of their soul through the medium of the Akashic Records um, to help us embody that wholeness, enoughness, worthiness, and to help us realize that we are not in a hierarchy with spirit. We are on par with spirit, right, with the divine. And so that is the biggest gift that the Akashic Records have given me beyond, you know, healing, beyond asking or, I mean, answering questions about things I have, you know, um, universe and, and all the these things that I've asked about or, or you know, have given me this beautiful modality to share through my client practice with my clients, with the, the men and women that I am privileged to work with. Beyond all of that, which are, all of those things are beautiful blessings. They have taught me that, that I am on par with the divine. And that took a while for me to own that, for me to embody that, to even believe it. Because of that, that dogmatic belief system that I was um, you know, born into. So when we think about putting spirit on a pedestal, where else does that show up in your life? Right? Do you believe that you need to um, earn the right to communicate with the divine, that you need some sort of uh, intermediary to help you do that? And there's nothing wrong with having an intermediary in the beginning, or, or learning some way in order to help you connect to your, the voice of your soul, the voice of your guides, right? That's, that's completely um, normal, because it's a skill that we anyone can learn, and anyone can develop. Um, but do you believe that it's even possible that you are whole, worthy enough and divine, and you don't need to earn the right to communicate with your soul, to embody more of your soul, to embody more of your spirit in you, right? As a human being, you are simply a different side of the same energetic coin as spirit or as universe. Do you believe that that's true? Because that's where the journey starts. If you believe that that's true, and there is no hierarchy between spirit, between your soul, 
and you, then uh, doesn't that take the pressure off that you are already enough? You are already whole and divine and, and worthy. And the choices you make, the decisions you make, the steps you take forward, right? Who you show up as, I think that changes so, so profoundly when we believe that we are on par with spirit instead of something, someone that is beneath it. And I believe what it also does is it allows us to stop feeling like we have to live up to some sort of potential or some sort of uh, level of our soul, right? Like our soul is this, this, this etheric thing that is perfect. And it is that, but that we have to like live up to it somehow. Otherwise we're not good enough. Now that is often the dominant, um, the dominant message of many spiritual uh, paths or religious paths, right? I'm just going to call them out. I'm not going to name names, but I'm going to call it out that there is this airy fairy balloon spirituality that's not grounded, that's up here. And, and we can get all in our head about it and, and, you know, feel good about not being in our bodies, not being in these fragile um, bodies that feel things and uh, are uncomfortable, right? It's so much easier to be up here in the etheric realms thinking about this stuff, because it just seems to feel better. But what I've come to realize, and again, my Akashic Records Keepers and the Akashic being that I work with, this has been the, the primary teaching, is that spirituality, first of all, we are on par with spirit, right? It's, it's, there's no greener grass on the spiritual side. It's all the same. We are just in the physical body, and, and therefore there are certain limits to that. But there, that doesn't make us worse um, or lower. And it doesn't make our soul on a pedestal. And, and neither should we put ourselves on a pedestal, right? We are on par, which means we can communicate with the voice of our soul. And we can embody that in us instead of feeling like we have to try and measure ourselves according to some arbitrary yardstick and reach for some arbitrary state of perfection that is all up here. What I love about working with the record keepers that I work with and the Akashic being that I work with, and then some of the tools that I have come to use in conjunction with the Akashic records is that they take this um, beautiful, loving, expansive truth of spirit and they allow me to make it practical and useful. Because this is my belief. And so you can disagree with me or agree with me. And, and I, you know, <laughs> just gonna say it. If spirituality isn't practical, then what's the point? Then it's just a bunch of cool information that we know. But if we don't know how to um, implement it in our life, if we don't know how to what to do with it, then it's just cool stuff. It, it's cool information that we know. And how does that help us? And I remember when I was, you know, very early in the um, in my journey, like I shared in last episode, I was reading Dr. Wayne Dyer's books and listening to his programs. And then he put me on to uh, Abraham Hicks and uh, so many other really cool mentors that I love and respect their work. In the beginning, I was taking in a lot of information. 
And I had this misconception that if I only learned it well enough and I knew it, then that my life would magically just be better and it would change. And to a degree, it did change, but it didn't change enough, right? It wasn't until I started implementing what I knew, embodying the information, doing something with it in my physical world, where I was actually taking actions according to what I knew, that my life actually changed. It changed by leaps and bounds. It changed very fast. It it didn't take me years and years to create the change once I started doing what I knew. And that's why I love that there's a proverb, a Chinese proverb that says, to know and not do is to not know. I never understood what that meant, but I do now (laughs) when, you know, I had studied for years and years and I was like, I'm still feeling pain and shame and all this stuff and still feeling disconnected. I don't trust myself. I'm not confident. What's wrong with me? There was nothing wrong with me. It was the fact that I wasn't implementing what I was learning. And that is the biggest gift and the biggest lesson of the Akashic Records is, first of all, do not call us lords because we're not lords over you, right? Spirit is not uh, a lord over the physical. It's on par. It's the same thing. So don't put it on a pedestal, right? Take it off. Take your soul off that pedestal and simply uh, embody it by being, you know, more love. Our soul is love. And so if we are more love to ourselves, to others, to the world around us, we are automatically um, embodying it more. And second of all, stop comparing yourself and measuring yourself to some arbitrary version of you that is this idealistic, pedestalized spiritual version that, that you could really never reach because it's all up here. And then thirdly, start to come into your body. Now, I know that that's the hardest part, probably, because being in our body means you're connected to your emotions, your feelings, the the shitty aches and pains and all the sensations that sometimes come up when we're triggered or, or when we're going through something difficult. It's not fun to feel some difficult emotions. It's not. It's hard. But the way out of that is to go through it. Right. It's just to go through it. And. There's many different ways of doing that. I also teach a course called Feel Safe Feeling that I'm happy to share um, around how to feel your emotions in a way that helps them come out of, you know, release through your body instead of getting stuck. So that's an aside. But anytime there's a tool that allows us to embody our spiritual self and bring that lovely spiritual information into something that's pragmatic and practical and allows us to actually do something with it in our lives where we know how to grow, right? It's not just like this, um, these ideas of just let it go and be happy or be joyful or um, just think positive, right? That stuff, it's, it's wonderful theories, but how do you actually do that? And that was one of my frustrations often as I read Dr. Dyer's work you know, I, I got to this point where I could literally recite word by word the CDs that I had listened to. And, you know, he talked about the gifts of the, of the spirit and, and all of this stuff. And I was like, okay, this is amazing and it makes me feel good. But how do I actually do that? How do I stop um, allowing what other people think of me to uh, bother me? How do I stop measuring myself to some arbitrary ideal that isn't even real because I've put it on a pedestal? How do I let things go? How do I wield my mind 
without feeling like I always have to be positive because I, that's impossible. I'm not always positive, right? So how do I do all that? And I mean, there's, again, I have so many tools, but the one I want to talk about, the one that cemented um, for me and brought me back to myself in a way that no other tool has, like, I love all the things I do. I love it. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't do them. But this tool, and, and I'm going to talk about numerology again, what it gave me was a map back to myself. It explained to me with the help of the records, because I, I use the two in conjunction, right? The, the two to me are, are almost the same thing. Um, the tool of numerology, knowing what each number in my birthday represents, what energy that I was born into, um, what the frequency of that uh, information allows me to tap into or lean into, allows me to cultivate in myself who I fundamentally am, my own personal code. It, it's like it brought me back to myself. It explained me to me. For example, one of the influences in my numerology chart is, uh, it's called the arrow of frustration. <laughs> As you can imagine, that means I get frustrated a lot. And I've always been that way. Do I like that part of me? Well, I never used to because, you know, I wish I could just like let things roll off my back or have a longer fuse, <laughs> especially around things like technology. Um, but I don't. And it's something that has been an edge of growth for me. It's something that I've been able to lean into and study a little bit more and understand that there is actually a purpose to it, right? The frustration that I often feel is the, the red flag that something's misaligned, that I need to pay attention to something. I don't have to blow up and, and go from, you know, bliss to piston in 1.2 seconds. I can actually uh, master my emotional state but the frustration is trying to give me a message. And so when I'm out of alignment, I know, I know like that. So it's a gift. Yes, it's annoying. <laughs> it's still annoying, but it's a gift. So as you can imagine, learning your code, like just like when I learned mine uh, through, through the amazing tool of numerology, it just like explained to me why I am the way I am. And it also showed me where I've been trying to be someone else, someone I'm not because I've learned to be that way because of life, because of circumstances, because of people, experiences, right? So the thing I love about numerology is it allows us to access our fundamental code and take whatever ideals we have off the pedestal and become ourselves and embody ourselves in our body without having to be like up here all, you know, spiritually, um, disconnected. Numerology is one of the most practical tools that we have. Um, it's obviously not the only tool. It's the one that I fell in love with because it's simple. Anyone can learn it and it goes fast. You don't have to necessarily study for years and years some of the more complicated tools like, um, like astrology, which is so vast and it, it is also beautiful and I love it. It just, it wasn't my path, right? Numerology was my path. And so, I can't say enough good things about it. It's just such a powerful map. And especially when you know how to read that map, it's like a legend to your, to your life. It explains you to you. It gives you your power back. It tells you about why you are the way you are. 
If you feel like there's something quirky about you, chances are it's in your chart. It gives you the um, like a compass for why things happen in your life and, and a different way of looking at the circumstances and some of the lessons perhaps. So I, I, I just can't say enough about it. And what it's allowed me to do through the work that I do with the Akashic Records is um, hold that space for others too, right? Not only has it given me back to me, it's a tool that I use with every single one of my clients. It has allowed me to add value through the work that I do with the, my clients in my business because I am able to tap into uh, greater depths of information for my clients through the Akashic Records, which I love. You know, why do we have all these tools? Not so they can sit there and, and we can be like, ooh, look at my tools. It's so that they can be used, right? If it's not practical, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and that might not be a popular opinion with every healer out there, but it's just, it's one that I align with because I don't just want to know stuff. I want to know what to do with it. And that's why I love teachers like Joe Dispenza um, or, or Dr. Bruce Lipton as well, because they take um, complicated science and they bring it into language that everyone can understand and we know what to do with it. Right. Dr. Joe Dispenza says it's not enough to know, to know it's time to know how. It's time to know how to become more empowered, to become more confident, to become like more of who we are. See, I told you I would get feisty and passionate <laughs> in this episode. Um, welcome to my soapbox. So I want to share with you again that my uh, numerology instructor, Megan Alton, is going to be offering a free series about um how to tap into certain aspects of your code. There are layers and layers and layers and layers to it. She is going to um, take a piece of it and it's called uh, aligning to your abundance codes, right? Where we can take a look at a piece of it and um, start to embody more of that confidence and that inner power in order to create the abundance and the prosperity and the joyfulness in our life that we all have the potential to create. But first, we got to clear all the bullshit that we're carrying that is not true about us. And the way to cut through all of that the fastest, I believe, is through numerology. And of course, if you want to uh, combine that with the Akashic Records, whether you want to learn how to do that yourself or have a reading with me, that that is also a possibility. But I'm, I want to share Megan um, because she is brilliant. She, she lives this stuff. She has a background in um, business strategy, economics, like this woman has done her work. She is brilliant. She knows what she's doing. And I want to share her work with you because she has been such a, a life changer for me. I'm going to have her as a guest on the show um, in a, you know, shortly. So stay tuned for that. But I'll put the link to sign up for the Aligned Abundance Codes in the description of the episode. And I invite you to join. It's... Um, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Even if you've had readings before through numerology or you've looked up your chart online, um, this will elevate it for you to another level. So I hope you'll join me in that. Okay. I think I'll, I'll leave it here. <laughs> I'll leave it here. And if you have any questions or comments, um, please reach out, hit subscribe, share this with someone who needs to know who needs to hear it. Um, you know, this is important. For you to embody your power, um, you need to come back to yourself and give yourself permission to stop putting spirit on a pedestal and realize that you are, you are it, you are spirit, right? You are powerful, just like your spirit. You are 
the same, you're equal. All right, okay, not the same, but you're equal. Have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you next time.